town can't win. He got checked, the champ. It's going to get desperate, but a champion becomes a legend. From, from, from the card, leaving the ball. Gate holes months ago. Here he comes. Boom, right over the top. But out the post, it is 15, lands clear. She'll have to pogo stick over the field to win from there. Strike me, peaky thread at the eye of the needle. Can he stay up? Head stayed all closing time. This could be set up for something special. Cassidy has to pull the whip. Welcome to the Racing and Sports in the Office review podcast. We finally have a Monday back. It's been a while since we've had a full week, which is always a joy when you've got all the ratings to catch up on. Big weekend of racing both here and everywhere. Can you give us a quick summation of what happened in the UK on Saturday? Yeah, I think it had been a a slow start with small fields in the UK to date, but the Guineas was a strong Guineas and um, probably looks the strongest Guineas since sort of Glen Eagles Churchill. I think, and, and Caribus ran to 125 to knock off Native Trail. They came from opposite wings, paired out. The the time was really fast as well, so it looks a very true and honest piece of form and, and everything. I I think it looks to me like Native Trail's run the race he was expected to run. He's run you know right up to yeah where he was expected to run. He's he's just bumped into one his stable mate who was um who was better than him. But Luxembourg terrific, staying on and very obviously looking a a Derby hope, or at, you know, at least further than a, than a mile. As I said, the pace was strong here, and he, he was still only really just winding up. The further they went, the better he got. Was the, the sort of impression I got with him, and, and Adon was was really good off a slick sectional, winning the field. And so I think that's a um, pretty much down. I mean, they've all run 110 or better, right down to about ninth, even tenth. So there'll be some form to come out of that that guinea. So that can be the the race, I think that that really sets up the season. And, yeah, terrific last night to see the, the Ganet winner state of rest there. was was um, really nice to, to come in and, and rate it this morning and, and the number spit out exactly the, the same as, as the winning number he had from the, the Cox Plate. So nice little bit of um, international sort of correlation, if you like, um, and did a good job. And that's a, you know, that was a, a real group one. There was some good, good horses in there and, he did it really well. It was only four. The Ganet is the only real good race over 2,100 at, at Longshot. But, um, so the Ganet is at the forefront of all those times. But they put the ground up as Bon Supel. But the um, the times were, were very fast and the pace there was steady. But they still managed to run. I only found three Ganets this century faster than that overall time. And they were finishing quickly. So um, And none quicker really than, than State of Rest. The second horse was slightly quicker but not significantly so. So... Um, he won it fair and square and won it really well. And in 2019, 2020, the winners of the Ganet went on to win the Arc. So it's it's no Mickey Mouse Group 1, the Ganet. And it looked perfectly up to scratch this year as well. And, and as I said, rates as such. So um, really good start for him. And he'll head over to the Prince of Wales, I would imagine. They mentioned the Tattles Cup in, in Ireland. And maybe they take that in between as well. I'm not sure how that all maps out. But um, the Prince of Wales at Ascot's the, the race to be steering him towards in a, a clash with the... Japanese derby winner, but he's already knocked off an English champion winner, so he's um he deserves to have a shot at that. Whichever way Joseph chooses to go there, I'll um I'd be backing him in because doing a damn fine job. But for all of that, the highest rated horse of the weekend, it probably looked like it was gonna be Karibus. But then yesterday afternoon in Japan, two mile Tenno show, best two mile race on earth. Oh, that upset some people. <laughs> uh, title holder. Wow. Yeah. Serious, serious staying performance 
ran to a figure of 127, only bettered by Kitasan Black the last 20 years and equaled the biggest winning margin in the race looking at the last 20 years. Had that years. sort of vibe. Mm. Seven lengths, he towed him up. He's now, we're only in the start of the Japanese season, but he is the highest rated horse in Japan this season and we'll wait and see what happens with Euphoria. Well, Euphoria had, on a couple of occasions, smashed him up. So um, I would expect Euphoria to, or I hope, mm. that first up flop is... Um, just a blip. Just a blip. Hope so, because the form looks great. He is um superstar if they can get him right. As is the case whenever a horse wins over that trip, everyone screams Melbourne Cup, but he's too good. Too good for the Melbourne Cup? Yeah. It's got Aaron McKeenan sort of... Yeah. Deep Bond's probably the same. He went to France for the arc last year. He's run second there. T.O. Royal, four-year-old, running third there, 116, 17, 18, something like that. That's got a Melbourne Cup vibe. So, you know, if the form turns up here in any... In any shape, you'd be giving that a um, a long hard look because the time. I mean, they just fly. That's that's a good two mile form right there. They go hard and they don't stop. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone's going to know that, though. Of course, the Japanese um, cat's out of the bag. That cat is well out of the bag. The biggest flop on the weekend came up in Brisbane. Maybe being a bit harsh on the horse, but I don't think so given market expectations, and what the winner actually ran to win the victory stakes, ran 113. That's what Rothfire ran first up last prep. So he's gone pretty poorly there for him and jury well and truly out if he'll ever get back to what many expected he would. Yeah, I mean, it was a big ask. To, I mean, we're calling him the biggest flop based on his prior peak, which was always going to be a, an enormous ask. He's even flopped off what he did first up last prep, though. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it is. It's a flop, and we can we can say that for sure and certain, and it was disappointing and you know, didn't run his race. Is he gone? No, I think it's um, it's a flop, but it's it's one. And horses flop. You know, this is a pet hate of mine, is this, like, every time a horse loses, everyone goes, ah, the bubble's burst, he's gone. And then, it, like, well, people are idiots. <laughs> um, yeah, look, it was it was below expectations, but not so far below expectations that you know that it's all over. I don't think. You think he's gone? You think he's just? I hope he's not. Because I mean, he turns up in two weeks' time, fitter. The rust knocked off him. He turns up in two weeks' time in a doom and ten thousand against not much same horses. The mighty Mazoo. So the, either the mighty Mazu or the flaky Mazu. What is he? Well, he's going to hit a rock hard track, I'd imagine. Well, a rock hard track <laughs> in comparison to what he's been yeah. racing on. And Rothfire, I hope he's not. He only had one trial going into that, and maybe he just wasn't ready. That's what it looks like. I mean, he shows all his speed. The pace is there. Mm, he he showed plenty of pace, bundles of it. Um, it's just the last two hundred. He stopped. He stopped. So either we go, you know, he's lost the taste for it, he's lost a, a bit of his ability, or we say he wasn't fit. He wasn't fit enough. And if that's the case, well, if that's the case, he might actually become interesting as a. It's interesting how firm he was in the betting. I mean, I sort of get it, but at the same time, it's interesting how firm he is in the betting given the scenario. Um, yeah, maybe he turns up in two weeks and everyone goes, ah, he's gone and puts him in the bin and. and 
he's worth a you know worth a flyer at a price. There is put it this way: beyond that outside narrative, there's no excuse here. No, no, there isn't with leaders generally. You get every chance on speed. Well, sometimes, most of the time, you got more chance leading than you do anywhere else in the race. Honorary mentioned to your beer. Yeah, he gets an honorary. That was a. Uh, I mean, he can be a bit like that, I think, but he... Um, Sausage rolled at $1.25. Yeah. All the multis, gone. Yeah. He was um, funny as well on a weekend where Charlie Appleby's horses just were flying. I mean, that's probably just about most weekends, to be honest, but a weekend in particular where all these horses were flying and, and Ubia turned up there on Friday night and embarrassed himself in a poor group too, really. That was a... He's trying to shock her because that form is... Um, I know that the the Poms like to tell us that uh, their racing is just far superior to ours, but I mean that's a Geelong Cup, and he's gone there off, you know, looking an unlucky loser against a Japanese Derby winner to being plain and non-threatening in a Geelong Cup. That's what he's done. Hang your head. So you, <laughs> the jury was out for you previous to Dubai. Are you now sort of leaning back to? Yeah, I, I didn't. I've never really thought much of him, and then. Goes to Dubai, convinces me. Thankfully, he goes around at those prices. I can't bet at those prices, so it doesn't cost me anything. But he, I think he, he convinced me in the desert. Now I'm back to doubting. He's certainly the, you know, Yubi is the flaky one out of um, Charlie's big three mile and a half horses, if you like, because Adar and Hurricane Lane are, um, are way more reliable and way more talented, which is a pretty good combination. Generally, generally goes well for you. Yeah. I think. The Colin Murakar Award this weekend, I'm assuming, will shock people. but Shock people? I'm I sure. like to think most of the time these are a bit left field for most people. We, With the award this week, this highlights the niggle with Rothfire going forward okay. that he was given every conceivable chance. And really the only thing you could say is that he wasn't fit. Otherwise, it's not good signs for him. Yeah. James Orman. Morikara Award winner. You know, he can also get it to some extent. I haven't been through every race at, at Eagle Farm, but he, he can also get it to some extent for release the beans. So he's, um, you know, you, he's gone two-pronged. So he wins the award through that. He got got plenty out of release the beans behind Mink's moment, who was interesting Mink's moment because he was coming off the big wet and we saw form quickly turn around and he was back to where he should have been on the dry. So that's interesting because we're probably going to see a bit of that. Yeah. Um. And if you were forgiving of down runs on heavy tracks, he had the rating to blow them away, and he did, and release the beans as run, I think, out of his skin under James Orman. And, yeah, he got Rothfire bang on. As I said, it looked maybe the last 200 fitness. That would be my only read of that. But he um, he got a good ride. We mentioned on the previous show when we had the X Factor on that um, James Orman's impact value this year has actually surpassed Ryan Maloney as Brisbane's number one man. And Nathan seemed convinced that he'd... Um, He'd certainly come good on his talent and matured and everything. So he's a um, he's the star local jock, I think, of the the carnival up there. And Stradbroke season started with a Colin Morikawa. So what a way for the I was going to say face of the carnival. We go face of the carnival. Why not? Why not? <laughs> the jock of the carnival, James Orman, the local jock, starts with a um, well, we're saying a bang. They're two losers. He's probably gone home disappointed, but <laughs> really good losers. <laughs> to summarise. Why he won the award on Rothfire? I guess most people would watch the replay and assume that he did too much work early to find the front, and then he's obviously tired. But fast horse, 
let fast horses run fast. So and he's ridden him perfectly. Yeah, yeah. So if you study fast race times at Eagle Farm and then you study what James Orman did and the ratio of split speed to overall speed, he, he got that. He gave Rothfire the ride that makes Rothfire run the fastest time Rothfire can run. Rothfire just wasn't fully, <laughs> Rothfire just wasn't fully there for him. Didn't have the horse. Yeah, as, which, as you say, is um, and that's the thing about the Morikawa. Well, we give a jockey a big pra- a bit of praise, but we um, it always puts that little question mark on the horse. They've had every opportunity to run as fast as they can. Mm. It's the only way you're down, mm. and that doesn't sound good for Rothfire. No, but what? Yeah. So you you're really banking on that little fitness angle there. It's a yeah, it's one angle really. That's all you've got with Rafael going forward. He wasn't fit because if he was, oh boy, he's not doing anything anytime soon. Well, not in the races that they're going to set him for anyway. Yeah, which is all they're going to do. He'd be a beautiful eyeliner horse. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they've got the ring around that one. No, certainly not. The Taylor Penrith Award, so the reverse flusher, the complete opposite of Jimmy Owen, came in what looked a Sort of tricky, interesting, tough race on paper, the Queensland Guineas. but So the favourite won it. (laughs) (laughs) An unlucky loser, the second horse, Dark Destroyer. Yeah, he was. And when we get Nathan on at the end of the week as well, we'll have to find, I don't know, or Racing and Sports is doing the transcription service. Good plug, ka-ching. I'd like to actually check and find out whether Dark Destroyer is Derby bound. I assume this leads into the rough habit, leads into the Derby. I assume that's the path. I know there have been some changes, most very positive changes up there, I must say. Whoever's um, pulling the strings is pulling the right ones. It's probably the X factor. Has to be. <laughs> yeah, Dark Destroyer probably should have, well, by my mathematics, beats character on another day and finished quickly and had good form over in New Zealand as well. So, um, I think Dark Destroyer should have beaten character and should have run to a level that already just about is good enough to win a, a modern Queensland derby or at least run a place. Um, but I don't know whether he's... I mean, he, he showed pace here late in a in a falsely run race. So I do wonder whether or not he's a... You know, this is a mile and he's got plenty of pace for it. Is he really going towards a mile and a half? I don't know. So that's... Get to the transcription service and find out where where Dark Destroyer is headed and get into the news there because um, if he stays, he's yeah terrific Queensland Derby, the best Queensland Derby horse in this. You would think Southern Stocks run well as a one a flyer at odds, but good enough to win a Queensland Derby. Not sure who's going to a Queensland Derby. Also not sure the Kiwis will be coming across. So looking at the market for the Derby, he's not there. So we've obviously missed some news with him. Because if character's second pick in the early market, well, he deserves to at least be somewhere. But at the moment, Allegron is favourite, character second pick, Detonator Jack and Elation second and third pick in the market. They're not going to this race, so. Detonator Jack might. I don't know what the timing is with the South Australian Derby, but he's absolutely going to the South Australian Derby and Elation's absolutely not going to the Queensland Derby. He's just one over seven furlongs. So, Are you suggesting an early market is way off the mark? Yeah, that's a stupid market. Pinarello won the championship stakes over there and Amalfi Prince won, I'm going to say, the, something like a Manawatu, Manawatu Classic. But they're both hovering around the 100 level. I mean, Allegron's going to the South Australian Derby as well, I would imagine. Yeah, I don't know what the makeup of that race is. Not a lot so far. We will wait and see. Get ready. It's time for Around the Grounds.
We're going around the grounds. We are going around the grounds. All right. These are the fastest times, fastest time performances without pace considered. Yeah, so starting up in Brisbane with the feet, well, Counter Rupee was set up by James Orman and Rothfire. And set up by James Orman, Rothfire, and by being the best horses on the card by a long, long way, it's Counter Rupee put up the best time performance at Eagle Farm on Saturday. So, and I know you're in this camp as well. I, I don't think he's a 1,200 metre horse. I didn't think he was a 1,200 metre horse. His form last preparation said that he was a um, useful 1,200 metre horse who became better than that over 15, 1,600 metres. And we were like, well, there's a Doncaster horse. And they set him for TJ Smith. <laughs> like, what are you doing? And that looked a, um, we looked clever off his first couple of runs. We were right. Told him. And then he's um, he's run two big races over 1,200 metres, over sprint trips. So, yeah, he's run time of the day there and I they'll be far too tempted not have to run the Doom in 10,000 and stay at 1,200 now, won't they? I don't know what they're, whether they plan to kick right on with him and go towards the Stradbroke. I mean, if we're thinking he'd be a bit better over further and he's overachieving somewhat at, at 1,200 metres, if he goes to 1,400 metres, we're thinking he'd be a better horse at that trip than at 1,200 Count to rupee, so he must be a Stradbroke. Has to be. Yeah, he, he does look a great Stradbroke horse, and a few of the other sort of Stradbroke possibles have fallen by the wayside. Who is yeah. the Who are the three year olds going to the Stradbroke? Not it's, a lot there, is there? No, I think Star Tontes is probably Star Tontes Jamea, the stable mate. There's not a lot between them. Mm. So that's and both ran really well in here. In fact, they'll probably. Got this on a sheet in front of me. They were probably something something like as good as the winner on the day, Jamea and Startantes. So through the fast race, they were fast finishes. So the th- those three-year-old fillies would be in the mix, but they're a bit behind what... If you look at three-year-old fillies in the Stradbroke, they're typically better than them. We've always said those fillies were no good barring the top ones. Well, they are the top ones. Well, not quite. You've got Espiona and Fangirl above. Yeah. But I know, I mean, they are. They're mixing it with them. They're mixing it with them, yeah. But then again, it's sort of a lot's been trending downward. Marzu's at the top of the market at the moment. At the top of the Stradbroke market. Mm. I don't think he'll be there, will he? It's a massive prep if he is. I think if he wins the 10,000, they maybe have another look, but... Yeah, it becomes tempting, doesn't it? Mm. I think he's been the all the way through. It's sort of been, well, we just keep going until... He sort of tells them, really, and they've had so much he to tells say. Them. You know what I mean? When yeah. he's had enough, he hasn't shown it yet, and they're happy to go the ten thousand. And I imagine if he wins, they'll press on. Mm. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, that Stradbroke scene is um, it's a scene that still needs some moulding into shape. But figure of the day, time performance of the day counter rupee. So that that victory stakes looks a good one, I think, and it'll it'll be a it'll be a piece of form for races like that. I would think. Uh, Sydney, down your way, Mr Mozart, 108 on the clock. Good performance, but nothing he hadn't done already. And is there more? Does he go to Brisbane? He was going to go to the Archer at one point, but that's... um, I think if he... They had a bit of a break going into that run on Saturday as well, so... Yeah, he hasn't been... um, Doesn't feel like he's been... He's been sparingly raced. Handles all conditions. You'd imagine they go up. And God bless the wizard for punching him out there on the weekend. I think um, it's easy looking at his profile to think that he does want cut, but 
and sort of his ratings have sort of jinked up. Although he'd, he'd always promised to be that good on on quick ground without putting it together, and then the wet tracks have that have they just coincided with him putting it together? Well, that's the same with Marzu, isn't and it? And getting ridden po- more positive. Oh, he'd been given a few good opportunities prior to that. Um, did beat Artorias one day. Like he showed, he was good. He's, mm. There's no issues on good ground, but he yeah. did, he is interesting. Did he? Did the wet ground have anything to do with him putting it all together, or did he just happen to put it together when it rained a lot? I don't know. Well, it's very similar to Marzu. Mm. Yeah. Well, there's a few horses like this, aren't there, that have strung winds together in in conditions that clearly suit or don't suit others. But he's, as I said, good figure here, and, and it looks again a piece of form to like and trust. Even though there's a there's a roughy running second as well. So I suppose. The fact that the time is good is probably important here because Delcini has come out of nowhere. Well, not nowhere, but Delcini didn't have um, the profile he had going into that race and gave him a mighty scare. Hundreds to 66s, I see. Someone had a pineapple on. <laughs> um, but, yeah, despite that, looks a perfectly solid piece of form. In fact, Bowman, sneaky candidate for the Colin Morikawa on Lock Eagle there. Probably goes to show Lock Eagle's starting to show his limitations around the 100 mark. He might be no better than that. Off to Melbourne, Sandown, and it was Skywolf who led and beat a couple of promising... Oh, promising's a stretch with Stretto. I take that immediately back. (laughs) (laughs) But talented on his day, and I thought Jaconi and Stretto came from a long way back and Skywolf was on pace, and I sort of thought that's a... um, You've got the favours and... Got away with one there a little bit. Jaconi was coming quickly. Stretto, I thought, was, was coming from too far back as well and, and just peaked on it. But um, the clock tells me, no, they, they probably they probably had their chance, really. It was a very fair race. So, again, I think that's a piece of form to, to take on face value. Stretto bounced back to, to his best. And, as I said, I, my original thought watching the race was too far back. Um, but, come on, Al Linda doesn't make mistakes like that. Um, looking at the sectionals, he was... Yeah, given a reasonable chance. And Jaconi and Giacone, improved and, and is lightly raced, so he's probably the horse other than the winner to take out of it. We can probably we can probably cut ties with Stretto, I think. Um, but yeah, Skywolf, good performance. And it's a big step forward, but again, had one reasonably first up off a long break, I'm guessing issue. Um, won well enough without being, you know, without being huge depth to the form, but figure solid. And then this is a big step forward, but the time backs it up, so I'm, I'm confident in that being correct. And if it is, he's a... Um, He's a good horse at this time of year, so he'll be winning more races. Adelaide, elation, just slower than Morvada, just. But I haven't actually had a chance to do sectionals over there, so when I get the chance, I surely he quickened up better than Morvada did. Tell you what, it looked like it. It certainly looked like it. Um, he's a nice horse. Morvada's rated 106, and he didn't quite knock him off on the clock, but he's got a lot more, lot more ping, and he's got there in two starts. Looking every bit a star, elation. Although that cat, way out of the bag now, I would imagine. And Perth, we'll go to Sunday. Elite Street is back in business, and 115 figure at was it Northern on a Sunday? It's not bad. How's the action in the West on a Sunday afternoon? Last week, old mates turned 50 bucks into a million, and this week, even bigger. Elite Street's gone 115 on a Sunday, and a big drifter too. For him. It's interesting. Remember when we rated him 117 on the winter bottom, it's stuck out as in what are you doing, but he's come back. What are you doing to the handicapper or what are you doing to the horse? 
what are you doing to the horse? No, no. it's in rating him that highly on what he had done. Yeah. You know, it was a big, big price in that winner bottom. And he's come back and he is pretty much 116, 115, 117. That is him. And he turns up and does it more often than not. And to do that there first up, you'd imagine he's going to be very hard to beat over there wherever they go. Yeah, he's the best spinner over there and it's not close. Mm. That's my uh, distant peer over the back fence for one month of a year as a general rule, but he's just the best spinner over there, isn't he? The niggle for him, if they do want to head this way, he's probably not good enough to win here. That seems unfair. Didn't he beat Red Can Man? Mm. He's won here. Yeah, but not a real race. Oh, yeah. Which okay. is what they'll have to do. Yeah, I, there might be a little, I mean, we have seen a little him bit harsh too. on him. I mean, Shelby 66 won a Galaxy, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, um, now all guns blazing towards the Wagga Town plate. Not for Elite Street. No. No. <laughs> Shelby. <laughs> like, wow, that's a long plane trip for the Wagga Town plate. Great race. Great race. And I can understand why they want to be part of the carnival, but it's a long way to come. Um, do they – what are they What are they doing? Why did they kick – are they Goodwood? Is he another one? Because I tell you what, he's banging the – he's in there within the boat with that figure. Yeah, yeah, that actually is well within his wheelhouse. Is that what's happening? That Goodwood is starting to um, – It's getting you excited. Oh, I'm a big fan of the Goodwood. And I'm a big fan of this Goodwood if it all comes together like this. Extreme Warrior with a is he that good, isn't he that good? Kementari with the K factor and Count Rupish advertising the form for him. In the boat, fast. Elite Street, fast from the west. So they're coming from everywhere as well. Then you've got that thing of Clinton McDonald's which just exploded out what of nowhere. What on that? earth was that? Couldn't possibly back it to repeat, but you'd have I mean, interesting. I can understand if you wanted to. Yeah, if you wanted to back it. Star Patrol, the horse we're talking Star about. Star Patrol, yeah. Yeah, well, that's... Um, it's got the makings of a horse race right there. Whatever wins the mare's race this weekend will be hugely overrated and run second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's, that's shaping up really well. Good. In fact, that's probably a, shaping up better than the Stradbroke. It's better than the... I think it's better than the 10,000. It's better than... More interesting. Maybe are we getting interesting confused with better? No, not really. Maybe not. I don't know. I reckon there seems to be more... <laughs> don't know. There seems to be more depth... If all those horses you mentioned turn up in the Goodwood, there is more depth around that mark than what we're expecting. There's a lot more horses there that I'm interested in backing somewhere, I suppose, is the I reckon the, point. the thing is, if Marzu wins, the 10,000 will probably rate higher than the Goodwood, but it's not. It probably won't have the yeah. depth. It depends on what you mean by rate higher as well. Just the winner's rating or... Yeah, just the winner. Some, you know... I look at it as... Fudgy what, bit of weighting the averages through the field and... What will it take to win, I guess, would be the way I look at it. Marzu will probably run higher than what the winner of the Goodwood will, but the Goodwood will be a better race, I'd say. Yeah, Marzu's confusing horse to me. In fact, is that this week, the 10,000? No, two weeks, obviously. Two weeks. He's probably a pretty good candidate for the Dunno. Write that down. Dunno. <laughs> is that just the heavy... <laughs> the Dunno horse. The heavy, uh, the heavy track? Is yeah, that the and he won a four-horse field and I don't know. It's not, you know... I don't know. You press equals and it comes out good, but it sort of comes out good with a. But it could also be bad. It's got an asterisk. Yeah, well, it's a. Some guesses are better than others, or more confident than others. I'm taking confidence in the stable, yeah. and he doesn't have to beat much. Looking at what's going to be floating around, so we will see. Andermatt forgot about him. Mm. So he go, he'll go north, surely. I mean, if okay. he. 
He's, he's I've got him pegged going to Skye, and he might not be. He might go, he might be running in it. Why wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, he's one of those ones. I'm. I think I said this last week. He's one of those ones where it's like I'm a bit. You've, I assume everyone's in the same boat. Where we're a bit skeptical about this wet track form, but there are some that you go, but, but not you. You'll just do that on. Yeah. Maybe not on rock hard ground, but winter autumn ground anywhere like on better ground. He's that's just um, that's just a good horse right there. Another good horse. That is just so exciting. We'll head to Hong Kong this week for the Bruce McAvaney Award winner. Only had the two starts. Cat a little bit out of the bag in terms of the market. It did go around at $1.60 winning yesterday. But the more you look at Hong Kong and you see horses winning by more than two and a half lengths, even though they get absolutely hammered by the handicapper, these horses invariably keep winning you just don't see horses win by those margins. Always a bit tricky yesterday as well with rain. You just don't get wet tracks in Hong Kong very often. So in terms of working out how fast they actually run, given it rained throughout the meeting, it is tricky. But the time spat out looks very good if you compare it to the last three races in isolation, which is, I think, the way you've got to do it. And he's on speed. Joe rode him a kilo over than what he was allocated. As I said, he jumped short price, but... He was at the bottom of Class 3 on Sunday. I'd say he could stay in Class 3 maybe or whether they go to a Class 2. I'm hoping they go to a Class 2 and he gets down in the weights because they're the. I think they're the ones that the jump between the classes isn't as great as what the weight relief they receive. So he is one to well. Follow, seek, win. Nice horse, two from two and will keep winning in Hong Kong. Also a quick shout out to the Saturday Multi Boys. The gun and the dispenser landed the winner on the weekend. You'll hear their multi come through on Wednesday. The young lads are up and about this morning, giving us a bit of stick. So looking forward to that. And that wraps up the review for this week. Looking forward to having the X Factor back with us on Friday as we look ahead to the Gold Coast. Hopefully plenty of winners. Hope everyone has a good week and you hear from us on Friday. Cheers.